Hey, this is Ryan O'Neill from the Danish and O'Neill podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 30 freaking five? Well, the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Now, you used to have to go to the doctor's office, but now you go to Keeps and you can visit a doctor online and you get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. And they make it easy. They deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Also, they use the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. And maybe you tried them before, but you've never tried them at this price. Look, these treatments take four to six months to see results, so act fast. The sooner you start, the more hair you'll keep. Now, if you're ready to take these actions and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ATC and receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash A-T-C. It's all you out there grazing on some grass Couldn't help but notice that gorgeous ass That tail flips so seductively Almost like a hand was welcoming me You're a beautiful animal But I don't want to fuck you I don't want to fuck you now You're a beautiful animal But I don't want to fuck you watching uh i was watching delirious with eddie murphy yeah and he does a bit about fucking poltergeist <laughs> dude that shit is fucking funny man <laughs> i forgot how funny raw is fine but delirious is like his bread and butter and it's crazy that motherfucker was like 22 years old which one's he in the red leather is that that's delirious which and then is he in purple leather for the other one yeah Guy's got the he's got more leather than Earl. Yeah, dude, it's all uh, it's all handcrafted. <laughs> John Be Barbados. cool, Eddie. You're stealing my look. <laughs> uh, have you noticed that we start out not only this podcast but Beach Cops always with some sort of Earl shitting on? <laughs> you need you need to get a little big Earl to get going, get loose. Yeah, yeah, it helps you feel the flow. But dude, you, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's, dude, it is crazy. He's like a once-in-a-lifetime talent, Eddie Murphy. 22 fucking years old, been doing comedy like seven years, but had the stage presence of like a guy who's been doing it for 30. 
wonder when this next special is coming. His new one. Man, I don't know. I was I was like, oh, it'll be cool. You know, it's like your expectations will be kind of high, but not really. He's been out of the game. But after watching Delirious, I was like, I don't know if he has anything to gain from it. He should, uh, should I think he should wear leather. <laughs> How old is he now? 50s? 60s? 57, I think. 57, 58, something like that. 60 year old man out there in a leather jump, oh. whatever the hell that thing is. Dude, how sweat like, your ass I always, off? I always wondered how how much did Ralphie May sweat when he wore the full leather jacket on stage? I just yeah, that orange one. I just picture him unzipping it and just water like dumping out <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> I picture just beach towels lined on the inside. Yeah, that's just a, that, soaking up that sweat. I would die. I would die. I would legitimately sweat, especially with like the lighting they need for TV. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, you I can't imagine. Something? It's like 30 degrees hotter on stage with those lights, for yeah, sure. Yeah, to, to be a guy that size and to wear that thick orange pumpkin leather jacket, bold bold statement, bold statement. He would be better off wearing like a fur coat. He'd I heard under, cooler. underneath it he was wearing a garbage bag just to try to cut weight for an upcoming fight he had. Oh, I thought you were going to say there was it was filled with food. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that too. I don't know. So we could immediately... <laughs> dig into it as soon as he got off stage. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a good gimmick. Like your thing is, you're just constantly eating food on stage while Again, you talk. Pe- people love to hear people chewing on <laughs> fucking. Podcasts. They might. Somebody might. Dude, yeah, some sort of weird fetish where motherfuckers are like, "Ooh, I love it when you fucking <laughs> chew. Makes my cock real hard." If you were like a Korean, a young Korean lady, people like it. Watching those girls eat the noodles. No, they love to watch you fucking uh, put your asshole on cakes. That's what they fucking love. <laughs> well, there, there is there is that demographic as well. But I'm gonna, yeah, that's a that's a that like food uh, porno niche is very small. But yes, I'm sure they're very loyal fan base. Small but mighty. Yeah, it's probably and small because they're probably mostly Asian. Did you see uh, Bird had Guy Fieri on? Oh, what a betrayal. I know. I uh, before we get into it, I'm not going to go too in depth. Some people wanted like a, a a breakdown of the whole episode. I listen like to what the, we listen to the podcast. And then go. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the beginning of it. Uh, I didn't get too too deep on it, but uh, the beginning is. You would have thought by the way Bert was talking that he was having Obama on the show. He was <laughs> it was a flowery. I just took some brief notes here. And before we start this, this is via Zoom that he did this on Zoom. He didn't yeah. come to his house. Yeah. Okay. And before, you know, we we love Bert. Bert's been good to us. He's put us on his podcast. He put us on uh, what's birding. Bert's been uh he's been an ally of Danny Shinoneo, but Bert's a good man. It has but, nothing to do with Bert. We uh, where we're very divided from Bert is his love of Guy Fieri, and I, I think it needs yeah. to be addressed. So uh, he, I wrote down some quotes. He's like, I in the this is the intro before he has him on. He's like, I'm so excited. I get to sit down with a guy I'm literally obsessed with. Wait, this is Guy Fieri to Bert? No, this is Bert about Guy Fieri before he's <laughs> on the show. You gotta, I'm like, you got to change up the voices, and I'm like, come on, man. And he said, I watch more diners, drive-ins and dives, and guys' grocery games than any other show on TV. (laughs) 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 Uh, He pronounced the Fieri hard. He's like, Guy Fieri. Um, There's no fucking T in there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. know. That's how deep he is, man. 
Uh, uh, he said he's an awesome guy. He said he's an amazing chef. Uh, he said shout out to both of his sons. Hunter's on the podcast for a little bit. <laughs> Hunter? Wait, who's the other son? Uh, Ryder is the younger one. Oh, how old is that kid? Uh, I want to say like 10. They have a big yeah, age gap. We got to leave that. We'll leave that guy out of there. He's still got time. Bert, Hunter's like, an adult. He at the be beginning, because I only listen to like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And uh, when Fietti comes on, he's like, oh, man, this is great. He's like, oh. And then, like, Bert's like, wait, what was that? And he heard a sound. He's like, that's my son, Hunter. He's a big fan. And Bert's like, oh, like, oh, I love, I love Hunter. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Ari. Right. <laughs> he's, he's like, I just saw you guys uh, swimming with sharks in the Bahamas. He's like, oh, what a crazy story, Bert. <laughs> did he tell the story or did he just go, what a crazy story? It, well, he told it. It on. wasn't all that crazy. It was like they needed their diving cert- cert- uh, certification. They, he's like, we did two of them in my pool. We get to the Bahamas. We got to do one that night. Wake up at six in the morning, do one more. Then we swim with the sharks. Yeah, but like, he, okay. you pay a guy to take you to swim with sharks. It's like a controlled environment. Yeah. So he was saying that. We had to get up and get certified. Oh boy! <laughs> it's like you had to wake. Oh, you had to wake up in the morning. Okay, cool, man. So and, wait, you would he had to be scuba certified or what? Or shark swimming certified? I guess scuba certified. I don't know. He's like, we didn't really even know what we were getting into. Wait, <laughs> like, it, okay. it's right there in the title. It's I'm swimming with sharks. <laughs> I think he meant it in terms of the surf. He's like, I've never dived before. Oh. It's like, okay, this is really isn't yeah. that crazy. You you definitely dove into a piece of cake. <laughs> dove into a fucking a, a kiddie pool of nacho cheese. Dude, uh, what? What a way, by the way, Bert, this is going to blow your fucking mind. So we had to get certified, but we weren't. <laughs> what were we going to do? We had to wake up in the morning. So you mean, you mean anybody who's ever swam with sharks did the same exact thing as you? It's like, yeah, you're just saying like, I went to the gym, man. I had to drive there. I had to change in the locker room. It's like, yeah, that's what everyone does. Yeah. It's like, no, I heard you, uh, I heard you put on some muscle. It's a crazy story. I had to go buy a gym membership, but I didn't have my wallet. I left it in my car, so then I had to go back to the car. <laughs> it's like, who, uh, oh, it was uh, Gary. Gareth Reynolds told us that guy hits up his buddy, uh, oh, yeah. Wheeler Walker, and he constantly says, you're crazy, man. <laughs> and the guy's yeah, like, goes, not really. <laughs> he goes, what are you doing right now? Just, just watching TV. That's crazy. <laughs> so I guess he may overuse that word a little bit, which is shocking, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Bert, in his intro, uh, said he's an awesome dude, probably about four times, maybe five. Is he uh, trying to convince himself, or is he trying to convince us? Probably us in the listener. And then he said, he's like, I knew I liked him. When he shook my hand, he looked at my watch. And only one other guy's ever done that, Russell Peters. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, those are guys who like like materialistic shit. What do they do? Do they like pull the wrist to their face and like look at it, or they just like look at you know subtly look down? I mean, I get it. I like I like a car guy. Like if I meet a guy and I'm like, oh, that guy's a good car guy. Like a guy who knows his shit. I think he's the same with like some guys. Like if you Kevin Christie would definitely know Bert Bert's watch because he's a watch connoisseur. These guys are well, they're watchers. Yeah, they don't like. <laughs> I'm not going to perform. I just want to watch. Bert again said in the intro, I am fucking obsessed with guys' grocery games. (laughs) Why? I was like, what's so good about it? 
I, yeah, I don't. I don't he, he was like, it. this guy has helped more small businesses. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, he, he like isn't a critic. He's just going there to do a show. He doesn't say, like, you've been to some of the places, and you say the food is not that good. Uh, I've been to like five places now, and none of them have been great. If anything, I would say that Guy Fieri's ripping me off. Because I'm like, they, they feel like they raised their prices after they've been on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Now I go there, I get a mediocre meal that I pay top dollar for. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll mention it. Bert mentioned his charitable works. He's helping restaurants out right now, and I'll acknowledge that. But Hitler he, loved puppies. He's also filming a show with Hunter, uh, and his other son's now getting on camera. Like a, It's basically like a, a via satellite Triple D, like with some of Triple D's favorites coming to you, raising money for restaurants. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, so his name is always on it. It's never, a, it's never like, let me just give money out of the goodness of my heart. It's like, let me be up front and center. But he is doing good. We'll, we'll acknowledge it. Everyone It's always... helping people, but at the same time, it's also helping him. It's, yeah. You know, and uh, you can have both. That's fine. That's, That's fine. Good. But people always call us out. So I'll say it. I'll acknowledge it. The guy does do charitable work. Doesn't mean we have to like him. Yeah, that's the other thing. You can't hide behind good deeds. No. He's still a huge doucher. When he's in, what's he contributed to culture? He's spamming us with horseshit content that Bird yeah. apparently can't get enough. He like to hear Bird talk about guys' grocery games. You think it was like fucking Cheers? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's unbelievable. It's really just unbelievable. <laughs> and then Bert was he was upset. He said, I sh- I shouldn't. Uh, he tells guys like I should have waited to go on the show. He's like the amount of guys grocery games I'm watching now. He's like I'm so prepared to like be on the show. <laughs> I was like, All right. is he coming? Is he going back on? Why can't I, he it was go almost like on? he was pitching himself to go back on. I don't think he is, but I don't Dude, know. Dude, Bert could easily get back on that show. <laughs> guys, somebody uh, I saw online posted like a little, you know, like they they chopped those clips up, and it was guy t- telling Bert like. It was basically the mutual 69 dick suck. Like, I love you. No, I love you. And guys like, you know, your fans are awesome. They get you on the, you know, you got people who get you on the intellectual level. People who get you on the immature level. But like, it's like, okay. What? Yeah, but even Burt's like doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't advertise himself as this like, hey guys, I'm about to drop some philosophical bombs on your ass. And then guy was like, I've had people telling me for years that you and I need to connect. So this has been, you know, a long time coming. And it's like, okay, then why didn't you do it sooner if everyone's been telling you, like, that you guys would really be best friends? The question is, how many hours, how long was the interview? It was an hour and a half. Okay, because you remember what Bert told us. What was that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So was it really a good interview? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, Burt's, he's getting some big guests. He had a guy from Backstreet Boys. He's really, like, hitting that new. Oh, new- yeah, he has. He's been late. I mean, in the past few years, he's been getting. I think he has a booker now that gets, like, real. Yeah, it seems like it. He's starting to get those, time. like, those upper name podcast guests, like, getting, outside like, of the comedy world. Stars. That'd be, yeah. I mean, I don't really foresee that ever for this show ever being a problem. But it's tough when what you do is comedy and you're getting non-comedic people. Well, like they mostly we, they mostly turn into uh, just interview shows. Yeah. But the problem is now everybody 
has fucking uh, interviewed the same people over and over again. Well, it's bec- you know it's become just like late night TV used to be. It's like if someone's promoting something, they're just going to do every show. So it's like so and so talks to Theo, so and so talks to Bert, so and so talks to this, you know, and they just do the rounds. I mean, the problem we've run into too is like some people that we would like to have on. I know just don't give a shit enough, and I and I'm not saying they should to really like give it their all. But yeah. you get other guys like John Little, or you get like Earl, like guys that we just like in general that are funny, and you'll always have a better show with them than a name. The name gets people in the door, but to keep people around, you got to have those. That's why it's all, we're always looking for like newer guys that we get along with. Yeah, and I I just I couldn't bring myself to have a conversation with Fieri and and and, and like pretend to be into his answer without just shitting on. Like I'd be like, I can't take this, man. I can't do it. It's getting, dude. This uh, this pandemic has created so many new podcasts. It's insane. Fucking Dennis Quaid has a podcast now. <laughs> What's he talking about? That movie, The Rookie, where he played the major league baseball player. I just saw the reviews that people were like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I didn't I, listen to it, so I don't know. I, I only just saw a review that was like, what the fuck? Courtney was but, telling me a story. I, I think she saw this online. I had no idea it happened. But uh, apparently Tom Green and Harlan Williams are next door neighbors. Oh, really? I think friendly, too. I think they're both uh, Canadian I would fellas. imagine. If similar uh, sensibilities. So Tom Green was doing, uh, I don't know, his Instagram Live something. One of those stories. Um, and apparently he just like, it was late. It was like midnight. And he just like, I don't know if he fell asleep or passed out, whatever. I don't know. But he just like knocks off. And it's like, like, and people are watching. And they're like, is this a bit? Because, you know, he does crazy stuff. Yeah. And so then people were like, uh, he's not like waking up. People were getting like, cons- like is something wrong with him? <laughs> what, they hit up Harlan Williams' so, Instagram? So then Tell people start hitting up Harlan Williams. and like, hey, man, like. Tom's been out for like an hour and a half. Like people like hung around to be like, what's going on? Wait, what was he doing? He was talking and then all of a sudden passed out? Yeah, like out. And they're like, uh, yeah. he's not like getting up. And then I guess like two, like an hour, hour and a half. And they're like hitting up Harlan like over and over and over and over again. And finally Harlan, like he's like, he tries, he's like, he, so I think he hops online. He starts trying to call him, not, not get no answer. So then he like grabs a ladder, like hops over like a big fence that, or wall that divides their houses then, like, <laughs> I think somehow climbs up to the window that uh, Tom's and he starts, like, pounding on the window. And, like, Tom Green wakes up all drowsy. He's like, who is that? And he's like, because he has, like, a light, like a flashlight, and he can't see. Yeah. He's like, who is it? He's like, what? He's like, Tom, you okay there, buddy? <laughs> and he's just like, what? Who is it? And he's like, it's, it's me, Harlan. And what a fucking crazy thing to wake up have Harlan Williams knocking on your window. And he and he was just like, "What? What's going on?" He's like, "You, you passed out." People were like, "We're getting in touch with me." I thought you were like, "Something's wrong with you." He's like, "Are you sure you're all right?" And Tom Green started laughing. He's like, "What?" He started laughing. He's like, "What?" He's like, "I, you know, I'd open this door, but the COVID nineteen, I can't come in." And he's like, "Do you understand?" <laughs> like, I guess he was like real drowsy or whatever. And so Ooh, he's like, "All right, he- well, I'll see you later." <laughs> Did he uh, say that he was on something? I uh, no, I don't know. I, I, it sounds what like a fucking weird. Thing. Sounds like he could have hey, been. Bu- hey, little buddy, how you <laughs> yeah. doing over there? <laughs> it must be. That's a weird thing to wake up to. Somebody shining a light. Like I don't know if he was on a ladder. <laughs> like, hey man, what's going on, dude? This is why you don't go live because people could have called the cops. Yeah, someone yeah. did. Would the cops take that seriously if you're a, a third party? 
don't call know. her. Like, hey, I was watching this person online. I'm concerned I mean, about him. What police department are you calling? Do you live in L.A.? Or you live in, like, Nebraska? No, you live in, like, Nebraska, and you're, like, trying to call LAPD. You're like, hey. Uh, what, you could say, yeah, can you patch me through to the uh, L.A. 911 <laughs> operator? They got Harlan Williams as a goddamn hero. I call oh, the cops every night on Big Earl doing his uh, walking around with his ass out. Dude, I was waiting to see him when I rode my bike by there. Uh-oh, it's 8 <laughs> o'clock. You know, you riding around with frozen hot dogs to try to stick up his ass? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how I like to eat them. Kobayashi <laughs> anal style. <laughs> Have you I ever... I just shoved 40 of them in there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I heard he entered a, a hot dog eating contest, but it was uh, all... You just had to pick it up and shove it in your ass. I I thought you were going to say he entered a hot dog eating rehab facility. <laughs> <laughs> I had Can't a stop tough eating phase. These. I eat, eat them rectally. Mid twenties, dude. I saw him actually. He said he was feeling sick once when I was over there. He, so he took his temperature. Rect still takes it rectally <laughs> <laughs> with his finger. <laughs> yeah, it smells it. Ah. Oh. 98.7. Perfect. That's normal. Let, wait, let me test it again. Uh, uh, it's 99. Oh, no, that's 98. <laughs> I'm good. I saw something online, and I was like, what, what is everyone talking about? And uh, they were kept... Can you like, hear that beating, the pounding? Anybody? No, they're doing that. In the, case it's being picked up here. It's they're doing the, the uh, tribute? 8 o'clock tribute. People now have, uh, in my neighborhood have got a little wild. Now there's fucking drums. There's horns. There's all kinds of shit. It's what if like your neighborhood, though, like, has no first responders to do the tribute to? Oh, you mean like my neighborhood? Or my, like... My neighborhood's pretty, like, uh, quiet, and it, there's no businesses, really. Say you were a first responder, and you're like, hey, I work at 4 in the morning, like, and I'm asleep. Like, I'd rather you not bang pots and pans at 8 p.m. every night. Um, I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know what the significance of 8 p.m. is. Is it just everyone finally agreed that 8 p.m. is... Is that like a shift? Uh, the I'm sure the shifts are all at 8 p.m. I'm sure they vary from hospital to hospital. You should call up John Little and uh, fire some firearms into the air outside. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been in touch with me. I think he's not... Uh, we haven't been seeing eye to eye on some things, so I think he's not. <laughs> he doesn't not like what you have to anymore. say. Yeah. Fuck you, O'Neill. You wear the mask. You're a piece of shit. He's got deep into some conspiracy shit, and I'm like, dude, get out of here. I'm done with this. Tinfoil John. We may have yeah. to hook him. We had to hook him up with Sam Tripoli. Dude, they might kill each other. <laughs> out of love. No, out of like. You think that you call that a conspiracy? <laughs> I'll tell you a conspiracy now. <laughs> Sorry, you think the world's a broken simulation? I think it's a simulation that works just fine. Yeah, I think it. I think it just got repaired. I think this is Grand Theft Auto Five Hundred. <laughs> uh, this I saw everyone was talking about. So I kept seeing R.I.P. Some person. I'm like, who the hell is everyone talking about? This has really brought out the boredom of, like, obscure, bizarro internet uh, antics. Oh, by the way, every article that's written, because everybody has so much time now, like, I haven't read a worthwhile article on any news site in, like, three months. Well, then, like, other than the pandemic, there's not a lot going on. So it's like, if, yeah. if they try to go outside of it, it's, like, real bizarrely niche. You're like, what is it? What are they even talking about? 
Dude, I'm looking at fucking Kylie Jenner's fucking uh, Photoshop fuck fuck ups. They're like, look here, we're the pool. You see it bend in an unnatural way, and I'm like, what am I? Why do I know about any of this stuff? But apparently, Kendall's with another NBA dude, and uh, <laughs> getting piped. She said, uh, "You guys act like I don't control where I throw this cooch around." I was like, "That's that's what I want out of Baby Barb. I want to see that tweet someday when I'm older." Unfortunately, I also read that story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's some show. Some lady passed away in a hit-and-run accident. And uh, I don't know how we missed this. It's on Lifetime. Apparently, there's a... It's called Little Women of Atlanta about uh, little people. I guess they get in, like, fistfights and shit. These, like, aggressive... like, uh, like... What is it, like Real Housewives, only it's set in Atlanta and it's little people and they love to brawl? I guess, yeah. But they have, like, it's a whole series. Like, they have Little Women of L.A. and they have, like, all these different ones. What? Yeah. Yeah, how the fuck? Where do they live? I don't know. How have we missed out on this? Are they rich? I don't I was talking and Courtney's like, oh, yeah, I love that. I've been loving that for years. Yeah, I, uh, I did not... I have not heard. But then again, do you know anything on Lifetime? You act like we'd be shocked that we didn't know something on Lifetime, like what it was. That's true. I guess we're, uh, if we're going to pick anything, it's, we're going to be pro TLC. Yeah, dude, you can never, uh, you will never pry my cold, dead hands off that TLC remote. I'm hearing some like clicking noises. Is that on your end or my end? I think it's your headsets clanking together. Is it? I heard it every time you moved. It was like, <laughs> sounded like headsets clanking. I'm holding uh, I'm holding one of them now, so hopefully it should be better. I don't hear it. All right. No, there it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Perfectly still. All right. Well, yeah, apparently, uh, rest in peace to Little Minnie. Uh, what? She died? Yeah, got hit, hit and run. Oh, she got hit by a car. Yeah, I don't know if she was driving or if it's unclear. <laughs> what? Why? She wasn't in her car seat? <laughs> I don't know if she was driving her car or she was walking. I don't know what happened. Do little people have to sit in a car seat if they're in the back seat of a car? That's a good question. I think they're over the weight limit, but... Uh, is, is that all it has to be, is the weight limit? That's what I thought for kids, but I don't know. Do they make an adult car seat for little people? We have to ask Roloff, Matt Roloff. We, you must have to sit in something if you're going to drive. Yeah. I mean, Roloff, Roloff was using the crutches for the gas and the brake. <laughs> he was using his dick. <laughs> you imagine that? This fucking <laughs> you, guy is hitting the fucking brake of gas with his crutches. Oh, my God. What a fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> oh, the roll-off. Speaking of little people, I got to do a 90-day fiancé update. I mean, this season, unbelievable. This guy, Big Ed, I've talked about him before. He looks like a little person version of Stuttering John. He's 4'11". Got to be about 230. Big. 230. I saw a picture of him. Is he 230? Yeah, he's, he's, he's got to be up there. He's rotund. Dude, there's been a few times. He tried to sit on a hammock, which we'll get into more about he's later. 411. Dude, he tried to sit on a hammock, and he, like, tipped it. He It was, like, low to the ground. His lady was on it. He sat and fell, like, right backwards. And she has to, like, pick him up. He's, like, Humpty Dumpty. Like, he can't move. How tall is she? She's, like, 5'2". Oh, Jesus. Dude, speaking speaking of little people, I did do it. I fell into a rabbit hole of uh, Bugsy Malone highlights, or Bugsy Malone. (laughs) It's a mobster. (laughs) I mean, Bugsy Mokes. 
Yeah, Bugsy. He was great. Him and Spud Webb. But, uh, Unbelievable. Five foot fucking three. What are How the, come that, how's that guy not talked about all the time? What are the odds of making the NBA at that height? It's going to be like one in a hundred million. Dude, is he, is, is he a motivational speaker or something? It seems like that's the only guy I want to hear from about overcoming obstacles. I don't know what he does now, to be honest. He, was, he, he fucking almost stripped Jordan of the ball. Five three for a normal per for a normal man is extremely short, but for the NBA, it's like I mean, it's crazy. It's like a child being out there. He was one hundred and thirty five pounds. He was p- playing against dudes that were seven feet fucking tall. And Spud and he Webb was in the dunk contest was tiny too. I think he was like five five. Yeah, but Bugsy uh, Moogs was the uh, was the shortest man to ever play in the NBA. That's I was watching highlights. I go, this guy. Is the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, he was good. He was real good. He had a long yeah. career, too. Yeah, played a long time. How'd all you right, get yeah, on sorry. that? How'd you like get to that? Uh... Uh, you know one of those things you do, you click on something, then it leads you somewhere else. Next, Next thing, thing you, you know, know you're, you're like... <laughs> you're I'm, watching I'm like, obscure Charlotte Hornets clips. Yeah, I mean, he played for a bunch of different teams, but yeah, he definitely got those last... or the, Most of his season was at Charlotte, but damn, the shit that that guy was doing... Like, he, dude, he was, he was like dribbling through like fucking six dudes that were all like six, nine. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, he'd have to go through the trees to do anything. Yeah. He was good. He was pretty jacked too for his size. Yeah. And unbelievably athletic, like unfucking believable I want to say it was him. I read a long ESPN article. Was it him? I think it was something like his brother was like, was it him? Either he was real down and out and maybe like drinking and stuff, and then like he, him and his brother like connected and it kind of saved him. I it may have been him. I can't remember though. That's a. I mean, I, I, I think if you're going to play two, especially five three, is probably now an advantage because if you're like five nine, five ten, you're just not. You know, there's nothing. But if you're five three, people can't even reach down that fucking low. You well, stay low, like there's no, you don't really know you. how to guard that because you're like, I don't, I've never yeah. really played against someone this size as an adult. Dude, he almost schooled Jordan. Like no, he, he was good. He was like, I mean, he wasn't like an all star level guy, but he was like solid, like a very solid pro. He had a long professional career. And for five foot three, I mean, un, unbelievable. I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not talked about all the fucking time. Big Ed like, wishes big, he was five foot three. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine that? Being like, I wear these lifts in my shoes just to get me to five foot two. Have I discussed why he, he says why he's called Big Ed? Did I, have I, I think I, I don't know if I said he says it's because he's, oh, he's five, four, 11, 230. It's because it's, he says his personality is like so great that like despite his size, he's larger than life. And his personality, not that great. Not that great at uh, all. That sounds like a, uh, a self-titled Oh, yeah, of name. course. Like he's definitely like, you know what I'm going to call myself? It's kind of like wheels. You know why they call me wheels? It's like, no. <laughs> no one nobody's, cares. Nobody's no ever one, called you wheels other than yourself. <laughs> no one gives a shit. This guy, so this guy, I've gone over him before. He's like 55. He's a 23-year-old uh, Filipino lady going. Goes to the Philippines. He claims he hasn't had a woman in like t- 30 years after his marriage failed because he cheated on her, which is shocking. Who um, is he cheating with? I don't know. It, it's insane. That, that wife, the ex-wife, should have the lowest self-esteem of anybody in the world. It's that big you. personality, dude. He, he can't keep it under wraps. Can't keep that dingus in his pants. 
So this guy, I've, he already mentioned, he demanded she take an STD test because he didn't trust her. Yeah. Then he tells her to shave her legs. And I'm like, this guy is so lucky to even have anything to do with this woman. This ungrateful piece of shit. So then... Why? Her legs were, like, just completely... Not, not like, crazy, like, but there was hair there. But I'm saying, like, this guy should just be, like, jumping for joy. No, yeah, I'm just joy. saying, I just want to know what yeah. the hair... Like, it's even worse that there was just a little hair. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. Cares. She's not, like, a hairy person. But there was... Yeah, there was hair there, but it wasn't, like, insane. So then she was offended by that. She's like, all right, fine, then you shave your face because your beard's, like, hurting my skin. And he's like, uh... I don't. Finally, he did. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> So then, so then, he he meets her family, and he's like, I, "This happens all the time on the show. They go visit this the country, and then they're like, God, it's I, it's terrible here.' And it's like, yeah, you're visiting like more often than not. These people don't have a lot of money, and the reason they're with you is because they don't have a lot of money. But they're always like, they, they want genuine feelings, and it's like that's not the arrangement you've entered into. And so he's like, at all. So he's saying like. Basically, like her family's place is a shithole, and he's like, "We we gotta get out of here. We gotta go on a vacation." And she has a son who like speaks like no English. And the kid's name is Prince, and he's like, "All right, Prince, like you're in good hands." And he's staying with his family that he's always with, and he's like, "Dude, this kid doesn't need your fucking explanation that like everything's okay." Oh, he's reassuring him. He's like, "Hey, guys, yeah, like it's cool." And he's like, "Yeah, we know it's cool. Like you, no one needs to hear from you." Oh, this poor woman. So then on the trip, he's making a big deal that she's flying for the first time. That's basically like, look how awesome I am. I'm, I'm taking you on this flight. And it's like, all right, dude, relax. So then on the trip, they're in the hotel. And this guy, he sits on the bed and he's like, I, I got you something. He pulls out mouthwash, a toothbrush, and toothpaste. And he's like, you know, I noticed at the airport and just in general, you got, you got some bad breath. So, uh. Jesus Christ. And she gives him a look that legitimately, like, I want her facial expressions are unbelievable. There's a ton of memes on her and, and gifts. She gives him a look like, I want to kill you. And she's like, Yeah, my, my breath is because I have an ulcer, not because of any hygiene. And he's like, oh, You know, why is this the first time I'm hearing about that? That's all he says. Not like, Does he I'm, think it's going to affect his fucking? I, Wait, I don't know. Why are you telling me about this ulcer? Like, is it, are you not going to be able to suck my dick now? He, like, he uh, said, he goes, well, I'm just worried about your health because your mouth can really affect like a lot of other parts. And just like, come on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shut up. And I just keep saying like, does this guy know? Like, it's his, his arrogance I, yeah. is insane. He lied about your height. He lied about his height to her. He lied about his age to her. And you're going to put her through all this shit? This is crazy. Dude, is oh you feel that's the kind of guy you just want to beat the shit out of yeah i get so i get in i start yelling at my tv i'm like is this guy fucking for real (laughs) this piece of shit uh you know your hair your legs a little hairy and uh your breath kind of smells he's like you're four foot 11 230 pounds and you're way older than you said you were fuck you this guy should be willing to have her shit in his mouth legitimately and be okay even if he hates that just to be involved Oh, speaking of that, we can't forget to discuss. The- yeah, yeah, I got that in the back of my mind. And then I'll just do a quick, quick. This is like a fifty-something-year-old woman. The woman I talked about who's like, hey, wait, uh, I mean, why? I don't. This lady could find like a a hotter guy. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know on, if on it's, the I don't know if she just got impatient. I don't know. It's yeah. uh, it's sad to watch, and, and they finally have sex, and you're like, oh, oh 
God. Yeah, you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. Did she want to? Was she like... He's like, can I uh, give you a kiss? And she looks so horrified. And she gives him the side of her face. Like, yeah, okay. Dude, I got to be honest. I know why her breath smelled. She probably was eating dog shit because she's like, the smellier my breath is, the longer this guy will delay kissing me, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, God. She looks like, you can tell, it looks like somebody who's like, ugh. Yeah, that is fucking scary. Like, that is, uh, oh, poor lady. So then there's, there's this like, this doesn't tell you how bad poverty is. I know. Then there's this, like, 50 something year old woman I talked about with the guy in Nigeria who claims he's a pop star. And she's like, Uzman, uh, you know, you got to stop hanging out with your friends. Yeah. And she, uh, so they had to ask his Nigerian mother for her blessing to marry. And I think the guy calls his mother this. So she was calling her this. She's like, uh, we need to go visit mommy to get her permission. <laughs> mommy. <laughs> she just keeps mommy. saying, hi, mommy. Dude, honestly, I think if th- this show should actually be used to help people give to third world countries. Like if you showed this lady having to fuck that big Ed guy. Oh, I feel be like, terrible for her. I- I'll give money to the- whatever charity stops this from happening. Oh, I'll give money I- like, I would to give her to personally. That. <laughs> to stop this from happening. I, I would do it more than seeing people starving. I would say, oh, my God, uh, this can't be happening. Oh, no, this guy is like a, his, he can't move his neck. Like, he has no neck. Like, it's, 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 uh. I've seen pictures of him, and uh, it's, they're not appetizing. And I would, if he was like a super nice, cool guy, I would, like, just but the fact he's such a dick to this poor lady, and he, like, bullies her, it's just, it's crazy. So I saw somebody online, like, you're a fucking sex tourist, dude, you piece of shit. Yeah, he really is. I don't think they're together anymore. Thank God she got. Oh, they are. Oh, oh. thank God. I can't believe she had to fuck him at all. I know that's sad that she didn't even reap the benefits of uh, of having to do that. Oh, then there's the the guy in Vegas who's like 60 years old, been dating the woman in quotes for seven years, spent hundreds of thousand dollars in the chat rooms. Oh, he's in Russia. She no shows him again for like the eighth time. He drives to her like a remote village. It takes like nine <laughs> hours. The lady said, don't do it because uh, the woman he knows there is like the roads are bad. Of course, he gets a flat tire. He goes, he starts going around like, like basically looks like a cop. Being like, have you seen this woman to people? He speaks no Russian, so he has to say it into his phone and it translates it for him. And you, you know what the best part is? When you go to really rural parts of Russia, people always speak English there. And people keep being like, no, no, I've never seen her. And he's like, she told me she really loves this candy shop. He goes in, the person's like, I've never seen somebody like that in my life. <laughs> she so probably then, lives in Oklahoma. So then, well, f- well for, before all this, he says, let's meet up. She names a cafe or something. He goes in, he buys a, a bottle of champagne, like the whole bottle. He has like f- a ton of roses in his hand. He speaks no English, and you can see... Like the one lady who's working there is like the hostess, probably cooking, and also is like the server. She's doing like every job. She gives a look like, oh boy, here we go. And he's sitting there for like two plus hours. (laughs) He pops the champagne. It makes a loud sound. Like a couple people look over at him. He starts just drinking it by himself. Then he just leaves the champagne and the roses on the table. And the lady... The hostess lady grabs the roses, puts them in a vase, and puts them on display in the restaurant. And she goes, yeah, I've seen this happen before with Americans. Trust me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, how much are those producers loving it? They're like, but at the end, they're like, 
Why you just pop the champagne? Yeah, oh yeah, they're, good, they're definitely goading them on. Like, and they're like, they're on the whole way there. They're like, this lady's never gonna show up. This is gonna be fucking great. This is gold. So then this creepy motherfucker goes to the door he thinks is her, knocks on it. It's in this big apartment There's building. There's a lot of balls, especially in Russia, where uh, oh, you a lot killed. of parts hate fucking America. Oh, you, yeah, you definitely killed, probably arrested, a bunch of shit. So he knocks on the door. This old man answers. He's, like, perplexed. And the guy's like, Lana? And the guy's like, what? <laughs> you start saying the name. The guy's like, no. And then he starts doing the translation shit into his phone. And the guy's like, no, no one lives here by that name. And... Oof. After they interview the old man, he's, they translate. And he says, I felt really bad for him. He's like, I don't recommend Americans trying to meet. It's in the Ukraine. He's like, to meet Ukrainian women online. He's like, because most of them are dishonest. He's like, if they were. <laughs> <laughs> that guy lives there. And he's like, I'm not even dating them. These fucking chicks are crazy. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a woman in Vegas. I, haven't, I don't know if I've spoken with, about her yet. She has pictures of this guy who looks like Batista, the wrestler slash actor. Yeah, he's and, uh, just an actor now. Yeah, it's like all with his shirt off. The guy's like a bodybuilder, and her, all of her kids are like, "You're being catfish." Like, the guy claims he lives in England, but he speaks very broken English and like is doing a very shitty attempt at an English accent. And he, his Wh- name. Why wouldn't he? Where's he from? Well, I'll get, his he? name is Williams, which is bizarre. Like, who goes? His name is Williams. If you already have an accent, why wouldn't you just stick with whatever country you're from? So then she's her daughter's name is Kara, and she's like, Kara, somebody, Williams hit me. His Instagram just disappeared. I don't, what happened? And then the daughter looks at it. She's like, there's a phone number listed on here. And then she, she Googles it, and she's like, this number is from Nigeria. And she's like, he's not from Nigeria. That's weird. Like, she just doesn't oh. get it. Does not get it. Dude, so sometimes th- I wonder how people can fall for some sort of scams. Like, you read about the email scams where people are like, oh, the- man, it, I'm a Nigerian prince. Yeah. I need to... And I'm like, how would you ever fall for that? What why, what motivation? How would they get your email? But then I see these fucking people. And no, like, no. This is a grown oh, woman. What? This woman has like six kids, by the way. It just shows you how 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 desperate desperation makes you. So then she gets a message. It's like, look, you piece of shit. Like... We have your the nude photos you sent us. If you don't give us money, we're like leaking them. And she's like, tells her daughter, she's like, that's not Will, Williams doesn't talk to me like that. That's not him. That person is uh-huh. evil. And the daughter's like, you don't understand. <laughs> so then she, I mean, it's sad, but it's also absolutely hilarious. Oh funny. yeah. So she's talking to her kids, and she's like, I got a message from someone named Sweet Tits, and they're like, what? And then oh, she's having tits. a legit conversation, being like, "Sweet tits said this. It's so crazy. No way. It's so, like they're like, wait, who? That's so what a fucking. Oh, it's old sweet tits. <laughs> she's like, sweet tits told me something about him, and it's like you're talking to someone named Sweet Tits. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just old sweet tits over here. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's. I think they're almost like in doing an experiment of like, what will she believe? Like, how crazy can we make this? I think that sh- it, isn't that that show's like the biggest show of all time now. Sweet. All I ever see is shit about it. Sweet. <laughs> then lastly, there's this guy in Australia with the I talked about her last time. I think uh, the lady in Seattle has kids and left to meet this idiot. He's also like steroid jacked, and he's a he's a fucking relationship coach, and all of his clients are just single women. 
and they showed him doing a, and the woman's all, the American woman's nervous because she's like, I think he's just like doing his, like his tips on me, like kind you know, like gaming me. Yeah, and so oh, she he's goes, a relationship coach. Yeah, yeah, date, and he, yeah, all single uh, women. Jesus, and so like women are always hitting him up, and she's like, I don't. And he's like, No, it's my job. And so she goes to see him do a seminar. And there's literally like four women and scattered in this fucking uh, like what is it like room. a hotel hotel conference room? <laughs> yeah, like real shitty. And this guy, like, it was crazy to watch because he was saying stuff like it sounded like he pulled like a misogynistic gym teacher from the '80s. He's like, you know, women are always like worrying about stuff. And men are just like, you know, just trying to like watch the game, like stuff like that. And the woman's like, wait, what? And so the women in the conference just were like slowly, like visibly getting upset. And one woman started challenging him, like, wait, what? She's like, what does that, what does that mean? And he's like, ah, and he starts getting super flustered to the point where in the middle of the conference, he says, he starts looking at his phone to like Google something and then goes, hold on. He walks no out of the way. room and loudly goes, I fucked up. <laughs> what? The American lady had to like run out there and be like, what is what that? What a fucking. She's like, what is happening right now? And he's like, what? Uh, I don't know. He's like, I blanked out. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Man. It's just like when you think, it's just like you watch that stuff and you go, oh yeah, there's no hope for us. <laughs> no, you're like, these people, and there's no shortage. They, they've done like. 20 fucking seasons of this show. They're never going to run out. Which also, this species isn't designed to survive. It's just not. They will never run out of these fucking people. Just, you're like, you're like, I've seen it all. And then you're like, then you're like, wow, my mind has been blown again. TLC, you've done it yet again. Sometimes too, I just think like people, it's almost like over, sometimes I see the people that just succeed despite like when you meet them and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you're like, oh, because they just don't think. They just go out and do whatever they want and it works out for them. And yeah, I'm like, just like the ignorance like is that. bliss. You're like, like I don't wish, overthink anything. I just wish I was, I wish I was that. Yeah, I do partially wish that I was like able to be like, I'm talking to sweet tits right now. <laughs> and, um, you, and you believe doesn't sound like William, but you believe sweet tits as a, a valuable source of, of information. And the kid goes, "Wait, what? Who?" Because imagine your parent. By the way, I, I always say this to Courtney: I'm like, this is your parent. So, like, she had to admit to her kids that she sent nudes to somebody, which is you're like, "Wait, what?" That, that I wouldn't even care. I would just be devastated to know that there's no helping your like well, if that's your mom. Just, you're never going to help her. What's frustrating, though, about these idiots and the Rush, the guy in Russia, too, is they want to talk about it with everyone, but when people say, you're getting scammed, they're like, no, they get uh, annoyed. And it's like, all you want to do is talk about it, but you don't want to hear any of the truth. So, like, what's well, yeah, the point? Yeah, but it's like, it's, if everyone's telling you that, they, why does everyone keep telling me that? But also, I mean, there was one time in particular where we were, remember we were pitching that guy on how to rewrite that script he wanted to hire us for. And we just yeah. kept telling him, he's like, that's what everybody tells me, but I don't think it's right. And we're like, all right, we're, we're done. Yeah. It's like, what's like, why did you bring us? You just wanted yeah, to bring us like, here to tell you that like, it's great. But like, remember that one guy was like, you know, people have told us that before. And I was like, yeah, cause it's fucking true, man. And people like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it needs. And I was like, yeah, the reason it hasn't gotten made is because this is, this thing's all fucked up. Yeah. It's like a weird, it's like they want a second opinion that, only it, ag- agrees with is their, their opinion, opinion. <laughs> but they yeah. don't like they're like i know i think that but i need at least three other people to tell me and it, well, regardless i'm just gonna browbeat them until they agree with me but they never find anybody that ever fucking agrees with them 
So my theory is it's both of these people, Williams's lady and the guy in Russia, both live in Vegas. They need to get together. Oh. But they're both going after, like, super hot, unattainable, like, 30 years younger than them. So I don't know if they're going to work. Yeah, no, yeah, they don't want... That's the thing. You you would think these two people would be perfect together, but then you're like, they'll be like, yeah, she, she's not very hot. And, she, and she'll <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah, like, I need a guy that's, like, way taller or, like, better looking. You're like, no, you idiots. This is it for you. This is this is what's best. This is all you got, man. This or nothing. Yeah. Take it. These are these are your only options here in, in America. I got news for you. Batista likely isn't going for you, lady. She used to be 300-something pounds. She lost a ton of weight. Like, it's not. She's, like, 50-something years old. She has six kids. It ain't happening, man. Yeah, but, you know, in her mind... She knows that she'll never meet the guy, which is even better for her. Yeah. Because she knows that she'll never disappoint him. The fear of that doesn't exist because she knows she'll never find him. But in her mind, she can trick herself into this fantasy life of like, I got a boyfriend. Here's his picture. He's so hot. Like, she doesn't even want to fuck this guy because she would be too paranoid that she would disappoint him. Or he would, like, break her in half. Lady's like, 60 years old. (laughs) Oh, well... Man, what speaking a fucking... of uh, perverts, we got a, we have a new public enemy number one on the Danish and O'Neill podcast. He's always been public enemy number one. I don't know if he's new. Well, I don't know. I think it's now I'm I'm on board. I didn't know much. Of, I knew what you were telling me, but I didn't. I wasn't did you into watch, it. Did you watch Gringo? We're talking about John McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. I, I uh, Gringo is only available on Showtime, and unfortunately, ah, I, I okay. tried to watch it last night. I could not. Watch, but I did watch a long. News piece, I want to say on like 2020 or one of those shows. Is that the one uh, where he's sitting in his house with the lady and she's trying to ask him things get real weird? No, it's a man who'd been like trying to work with him for like four years, this uh, journalist, and he's like, guys like cocking firearms in front of the guy. He's like, yeah. He's like trying, he like gets up and he like starts kind of threatening the dude. He's like, you weren't, you know, you think you weren't followed here? You were. And the guy's yeah, like, what? He, I've seen him say that in interviews too, where he's like, he thinks that he's the most important man in the world, and uh, he has 24-hour-a-day security, but he's, he's also allegedly may have murdered his neighbor in, in fucking Belize. Yeah, got into that. So, I, I mean, I, I know I, I did, like, a pretty deep dive on, uh, on old John McAfee. We've talked, O'Neill talked about him before. You saw the documentary Gringo. He uh, developed, you don't know who he is, a computer programmer developed McAfee antivirus back in the day. And he and also developed like, a, a taste for uh, allegedly having young women uh, take a dump in his mouth through a hammock. So uh, I reached out. Like, he said he wants to be on podcasts. I reached out to a public email he uses. He emails back, says, hit up my wife, so-and-so. I hit her up. She sends back this very, like, formalized thing that's like, first of all, she only refers to him as Mr. McAfee. So I was like, okay, that's normal. Uh, I sent it to you, like, the conditions. Yeah, it's great. Talking about him, his his current presidential campaign. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> dude. He he sounds like a big Ed. It's like he only wants to be on like Rogan. It's like, hey man, I don't know if you know what you're offering. It's not that crazy. Yeah, but they said anybody who has over a thousand listeners, we have way more than that. And uh, and then she's like, starts saying. 
Well, it has to be YouTube listeners, and we're like, we're not even on YouTube. Yeah, like we don't. I said, I wrote back. I was like, yeah, we don't do a video podcast. Like we've done it a little here and there. And she's like, yeah, you don't know we're th- over five thousand subscribers on on YouTube. I was like, okay, we said man. podcasting. Um, yeah, yeah. She, dude. He here's the problem is that like he is a smart guy, but like some fucking wires got crossed. When he got all that money and like he just took full advantage of it, that motherfucker is, dude. He still thinks I love guys that live like this though because they're so fascinating. Like their delusion is so thick that they can't see it. This guy actually thinks he's like the Tiger King. He thinks he's gonna actually win some sort of presidential nomination. No, and he's like what seventy? Is he seventy five? Seventy seven? Something like that, dude. He did get nominated. He he was almost the Libertarian choice in the twenty. 2012 election or 20 I think it's 2016 or 2012 election um he he was close to being the nomination for the libertarian party this is after this guy escaped and was hiding out in some south american country because he was wanted for murder he claims i was reading because i was reading online about him too he he had like some like he claims he had like a they thought he was having either a heart attack or a stroke, but then it turns out it may have been just anxiety. But he says he did it on purpose to like delay the authorities, and then he like fled to the U.S. According yeah, to him. that was uh, I think he was like on trial or he was in jail, and then they were like transporting him, and he like escaped or something. He, uh, I was watching this online clip because I was like, I was trying to like the wife was like kind of annoying to deal with via email, so I was like, and I just happened to see him and his wife, and it was like, how did we meet? And the way he talks. It's weird because they showed clips of him younger. He didn't used to talk the way he talks now. No, he's very manic now. Yeah, he has like a manic, manic. very clipped, like odd way of very weird cadence. And so he's like, uh, people uh, often wonder how Mrs. McAfee and uh, and I met. Um, He talks like Elon Musk a little bit, that same sort of cadence. Because Elon Musk has a little bit of insanity also. So but yeah, like, this guy's full fucking blown. So the the video was two parts, and he's like, so uh, I was uh, recently back to the U.S. I didn't have a uh, penny to my name. And uh, and so I, uh, friends of mine brought me $5,000 in $5 bills. And uh, and so I was uh, went to get coffee, and I, I see these two women. There was a, a, uh, a black bitch and a white bitch. And... Uh, <laughs> What a fucking! I, I swear to God, that's what he said, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And, she, and, then, and then he's like, and, and then he like leans to her, like, "You now, you take over." And she's like, "So I see this guy, and uh, you know, somebody at the hotel is like, do you know who that is?'" And I said, "No." And they're like, "That's John McAfee." And she's like, "Okay, what hotel was this? Fucking Red Roof Inn? <laughs> I don't who the know. fuck at a hotel's like, hey, by the way, do you know John McAfee's on the grounds? You're who, like, what? Who, who knows? Gives a fuck? Who knows what John McAfee? If you like. Does, knows what he looks like, Adam. You know, like who's like, oh shit, that's John McAfee who created McAfee antivirus. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like he may have uh, rolled up a few of those five dollar bills. By the way, a completely ridiculous th- uh, little descri- descriptor for the five thousand dollars. It was all in five dollar bills. Like, I, what importance does that have in the conversation? I thought he was hauling like around he's... a fucking wheelbarrow with pennies, loose pennies in it. <laughs> five thousand. Okay, okay, cool, man, great. Dude, I bet you he slipped the guy at the hotel. He's like, if you see any attractive women, say, do you know John McAfee's here? So then the lady, be- they beeline it to him. He's like, uh, these are pros. Like, so he's saying that she was a hooker. He's like, these, are, these are working women. Uh, that, that's why they came over to me. 
And uh, so I was smoking a cigarette, and uh, and she so comes you're up dealing to me. With, so you're emailing back and forth with some retired hooker? <laughs> Pretty, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the gatekeeper, ladies and gentlemen, to get to John McAfee is a retired hooker. So oh, my God. He, so he said, so then, uh, so he's, he's smoking a cigarette in, in the, and he says, uh, do you have a light? And the lady lights a cigarette. And he says, what, what are you guys up to? Are you uh, drugging and rolling old men? And the woman, the, he said, the, his wife, future wife answered, oh, I don't need drugs. And he's like, so at that moment, she knew I was not just some uh, sh- uh, schmo off the street. I knew the terms. I'd been around the block. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, dude. <laughs> because he knows how to commiserate with uh, hookers? He knows the fucking street lingo, to, to, how, to, how to say robbing somebody to a hooker. I, uh, I, I was a pimp in South America for a while. And he said, so, and I knew that she was uh, very smart but by, the, by her answer, that she doesn't need drugs. So we, we were on uh, an equal level. So I said, do you guys want to get some coffee? We go to the shop, and I said to, I leaned into her, and I said, can you get rid of the white bitch? <laughs> and so the lady, she tells the lady to leave, she leaves. Then he says, uh, I will pay you $1,000 in $5 bills if you'll just come up to my room and cuddle with me. And the woman's oh. like, the woman's like, yeah, it was weird. And he's like, I had gotten so much pussy in Costa Rica in the prisons. I'd got so much pussy there. That's what he. I was like, what was he even in prison in Costa Rica? I never saw that. Was he? Yeah, he did get. I think I don't know if he was in Costa Rica, but he did go somewhere. And part of it's like how he escaped or something. So what? So they're yeah, giving I mean, him what? Hookers and prison dude, there? Who knows what's true? You think? By the way, this, every anyone can go down there if they have money and fuck sex slaves. Like, that's probably, could be what he was doing. So he said, uh, so he was like, uh, so I had I, I, gotten so much pussy that I, I just wanted to cuddle. And, and was cuddling, taking a dump in his mouth? Is well, the woman's like, the it? woman's like, I was nervous because I was like, what, like, what code could this be for something that I've never even done or seen? <laughs> Yeah, so, that's the code for it, all right. And so he's like, I, I was a perfect gentleman. And uh, he's like, we've been together every day since. And so that became his wife. It's such a, such a romantic story. And now this lady's fucking like, you have to reach out to her if you want to get this idiot on your podcast. Dude, unbelievable. I would have just, I just wanted to get one good, like, lure him in and be like, hey, yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah oh, just, I hope the presidential run. And then be like, hey, you know, Jeff and I really like when chicks take dumps in our mouth. How what about, about you? you? Oh, yeah. So, so what, that's it. in the documentary because obviously this news piece didn't cover that. Oh, yes. That's like, it's like a great bombshell that gets dropped because he claims that he didn't. So all these women, so they he has all these like teenage fucking chicks. He has like five or eight of them, something like that. And none, they all go, what was it like having sex with him? And this might be why he goes, I got so much pussy, because nobody talks like that. Nobody fucking talks like that. He, they said he, he didn't fuck them ever. All that he ever, all they ever did, this is according to them, was take a dump in his mouth while he jerked it, and they never fucked him. And Ugh. this is, they were together with him for years. Ugh. So that's probably, it's kind of like that Jeff Richards bit, where it's like, let's go out and eat some titties. <laughs> Nobody talks. Who's ever like, oh, I got so much pussy that I could never have. Who's ever got so much pussy that they're so full? They're like, I don't want pussy anymore. I just need what to are you cuddle about? with hookers with his crisp $5 bills. Like, shut the fuck up.
Yeah, it, I don't think he... The thing is, I... This is just my own personal opinion. I don't think he's probably into fucking. He's into some real dirty, crazy shit, and that's the only way he can get off. Does he have hair plugs, by the way, recently? Because he has, like, real, like, weird, like, thick hair that he, like, frosts the tell. tips. I think that might be... He might be just one of those old guys that has thick hair, because it seemed like... I was, like... I thought for a second it might have been, like, a hair piece, but... He didn't. He still had it on when he was in prison and shit. So I think he just has good thick old man hair. He's got some sweet uh, tribal tats on his both shoulders, huge ones. Yeah, he he was training to be like a warlord down there. Like yeah, he had his own he, army. He hired fucking all felons, which in those countries are like in like even crazier than our felons probably. Oh yeah, and like so that their government thought he was like making meth because they're like, why is he surrounding himself with this like gang of insane people? No, that dude just literally wanted to be a warlord. And he, I mean, he wanted to go to a place that he was above the law because he had all this money and he was a lunatic. So he thought he was above the law. So that same with that dude that invented DHL. Is that D, DLH or what? Yeah. You know, the shipping company? Yeah. He did the same shit. He went over to some fucking third world country and he had, he started banging all these hookers with no condom. And he has like kids all over the place. Like real weird shit, just like McAfee. I think McAfee claims he's like the father of like eighty kids or something crazy. Dude, my thing, I don't think he fucked. I don't think he fucked at all. Who talks like that? If you get like a ton of chicks, do you ever hear anyone talk that you know that gets chicks? Usually they're like, don't don't talk about this shit. Especially a guy in his like set. You know what I mean? He's not young. He's not not nineteen. Yeah, old man. Right, Seagal probably talks like this with a very similar, like, insane narcissist who just make up these bullshit stories. Also, it just seems like a, it's such a weird, such a weird way to say, oh, I've got 80 kids everywhere. It's like, no, you don't, dude. I don't think you're fucking. And the news piece I saw, and I'm sure the documentary gets into it as well, is uh, he, like, tried to form some fucking plant-based antibiotic lab, and he hired some, like, well-known yeah. scientist, and she alleges that he raped her. Yeah, dude, she had to, like, flee for her life from that fucking place. His answer on the news piece was classic. He was like, um, oh, that woman is unhinged. She is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, which person is showing erratic behavior? Because they interviewed her, too, and she seemed like a very normal, smart, intelligent, like, and, like, you're acting insane. And you're like, oh, she's crazy. Don't believe her. The lady that did the documentary got, like, a million emails. Every time she would ask him a question, he would, like, threaten her. And then, like, a day later would answer a question. It would always be, it was, you know how, you know all these lunatics are where there's some grand conspiracy that, like, the whole world is obsessed with him and that, like, they all want to try to kill him because he's so fucking powerful. Meanwhile, he's back in the United States. He hasn't done shit other than to domesticate a fucking hooker. Like, what are you talking about, dude? In the interview, I don't know, this piece of shit tells the newscaster, he's like, He's like, is it true you were uh, dealing cocaine in college? He's like, uh, that was my uh, first taste of being a CEO. It, uh, it's a salesmanship. It's uh, running an organization. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. Oh, real shut hard up. to sell coke, you fucking idiot. Real <laughs> hard to sell coke. What are you talking about? Salesman? How hard do you have to sell somebody on it, dude? In college, too? It's not like you're in a nursing like, home. What are you talking about? It's like trying to sell somebody on a good time. In like people college. that want Coke come to you and go, dude, I've had people ask me for Coke and I don't even sell it. Like, do you have Coke, man? Do you have any Coke? <laughs> what the talk? What the talk? That's what led to his success. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Everything you say is like Seagal is very hard to substantiate, too, because you're like, I, who am I going to ask? I can't track down people who knew him in college. I do think he's crazier than Seagal. Seems it, yeah. He's, he's I mean, smarter he, than Seagal. Well, his neighbor, so the dispute with the neighbor was is he had, uh, John McAfee had like nine dogs who were always yeah. barking, according to the neighbor. Neighbor said like, hey, man, can you contain your dogs? He basically said no. And the guy said, I'm going to, uh, allegedly, the guy said, I'm going to drug your dogs. And then like all his dogs died. The next day, that guy was dead, murdered. Yeah. And McAfee, like, and they're like, who else? They're like, what other suspects are there besides McAfee? Yeah, he got bored down there. I think everyone thinks, hey, I'll go down to this fucking tiny little country and then everything will be cool and I'll forget about all my worries. And you get down there and he's bored out of his mind. And then he's like, there's all these fucking, I could have a harem. I could have my own military. I can just buy a fucking compound. He was on an island. He was on like a remote island on one of those places too. Yeah. he And, and all the locals hated him because he used to drive down the streets with like the guns and like, rough people up and shit jesus people wanted him dead it's crazy that that guy had any level of success dude and not only that but he's like he had a monster level of success no he He was worth like a hundred million the the newscaster said what what'd you do with the money what anyone does with a lot of money i blew it blew it all but then he claimed that he lied about that and he puts all his money like in in other people's names so that because people are trying to sue him so they can't get it he still has a house, and he doesn't have to work a job, and he does all this horseshit presidential yeah, crap. Yeah, it's like, you have money. What are you talking about? He's got money hidden. That, sure that, hook, that ex-hooker like, ain't leaving you. Any t- you know? That'll be a sign that the money's run out. Yeah. Yeah, hooker, hooker ain't staying with some 70-year-old motherfucker that's broke. I'll uh, tell you that much. Mr. McAfee is doing a major media run. It's like, who calls their husband Mr. So-and-so? Also, what major media run? He also said, if you have... You have to have at least a thousand listeners. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you could go on a lot of fucking podcasts if that's your criteria. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking what a scumbag piece of shit. Oh, just the low lowest is... of the low. Hopefully, something takes that guy out soon. <laughs> You're Jesus. no Tiger King, McAfee. I'll give you that. You know what's funny is all these people are like, it's funny all these, you know, all the animal rights shit, like. Like Michael Vick just fucking lost his whole career for fighting dogs. But the Tiger King, who allegedly killed hundreds of tigers with a fucking rifle for profit, um, everyone's like, this is hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious. But it is also funny how now nobody's like, nobody's coming and being like, what a piece of shit this guy is. A group People of cele- are out there defending A group him. of celebrities are going to Congress. Sarah Silverman, Olivia Wilde, and one, a couple others to ban... Pro- anyone owning a tiger in the U.S. trying to because of tiger, like blatantly because of the documentary. I mean, but that legislation's been around since the '90s. Yeah, I mean, they're joining Team Baskins. Yeah, well, let Doc Antle's going to bring those little uh, tiger cubs out. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he pull he pulls his pants down and just tiger cubs jump out. <laughs> Dude, he's got a fresh batch ready to roll. I don't stay I, Hollywood. Stay out of the bullshit. Jesus Christ! It's like they're in, and and obviously our country is the biggest issue is, is tiger ownership. Also, you just—I mean, this shit's been going on forever, and uh, yeah, it's just so annoying. Like, oh, I'm gonna sit on my soapbox. Meanwhile, all this bullshit's going on. All this did, shit you sweep under the fucking table. Get did you see the clips of uh, McAfee when he tried to become a yoga guru? Um, no. Uh, oh, was he was he living? Yes, 
This is before he left. He like moved to Colorado yeah. and he was like doing like all this new agey talk. Like, what he started guy, a cult. What is this oh, guy doing? Yeah, like all these fucking people probably trying to hook up with ladies, have ladies duty in his mouth. Oh, I got so much pussy as a uh, yoga instructor. It was crazy. He did a video that like a lot of people were talking about where he was like, oh, I love eating the woman's ass. I've lo- I was five years old. I had a babysitter. She bent over. And ever since, I've been obsessed. Yeah, that was recently. Yeah. You're like, you're 70-something oh, you, years old, man. What he didn't say was that that babysitter had diarrhea. <laughs> In his, mouth. in his mouth <laughs> when he was five, and he was like, Oh, yeah, I love it. Did you I'm see for life? Did you see the Alex Jones clip today? Yeah, dude, dude, I think Alex Jones is the funniest guy alive. I really do. You can't take this guy, if anyone who takes this guy seriously, I, dude. I find him enormously entertaining. He's talking about eating his neighbor. Yeah, he said, like, uh, you know, guess what? I'm looking at my neighbor, and I'm like, I'll eat you. I'm not letting my daughters go hungry. I'll eat your ass. I was like, how do you say I'll eat your ass? <laughs> like, that's, like, you just could cut that cliff. He said, I'll eat your ass. Um, it, what's so <laughs> funny about it, that John Ronson does a, uh, he does one of his uh, podcasts about, or he does some breakdown on N- something, um, but he does it about Alex Jones. He goes in depth because he knows him, and he's like, like he he's even he's like I can't help but like the guy a little bit like but then you, he does crazy shit you're like why are you doing this <laughs> but that dude is so entertaining and he's so like who's people are like I can't believe you would say this dude it's Alex fucking Jones what do you mean you can't believe he would say this have you heard the other shit he says I find it I think it's hilarious he uh, he reminds me so much of Kevin James like the manic energy. <laughs> The look, he was like, the like doing a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like it's like, what is he doing? Um, no, I think it's so fucking funny how how outraged people get. He he goes, I have a plan. I fuck it. I've studied this. I know how I'm gonna eat them. And I was like, dude, what if somebody eats you? What's there's great though is like there's no food shortage, so it like doesn't even make sense. No, but he says a, sh- a food shortage is coming. So okay. Then, uh, He's like, he hey, does no, look like he likes to eat. I mean, Seagal would eat a person if it came between that and starving. Definitely. He also claims he has food. Uh, so I don't know what his problem is. Just buy more dehydrated food. Yeah. Like, I John Little it. can get him some. Yeah. O'Neill need that he, uh, dehydrated food back. He gave you those dehydrated eggs. You eat those yet? Made in the omelets? I uh, have not eaten them, and he's not getting them back either. <laughs> Have you heard uh, Courtney and I watched the doc- we, when we got denied from watching Ringo last night? Instead, we watched the documentary about um, the woman that one of the women that Kim Kardashian helped get out of prison. Oh, yeah. I heard that was just uh, chopped together from a PBS documentary. Very one sided <laughs> in yeah. favor of the woman. Somebody said that um, I was reading an article about it where they're like, PBS did a, a series on it, and they literally just took like old footage of the PBS and like okay. scraped together some shit with like a couple of new, f- a little bit of new footage or something. Her name is uh, Centoya Brown. She was 16. She was adopted. She ran away from home. Started being a hooker. Her pimp like told her she was being lazy. She goes out. This guy in a white pickup truck uh, picks her up. He's like. Within a few minutes, basically, he's like, you looking to part, that sort of deal. And she's like, yeah. He's like, how much? She says, like, 300 bucks. He tries to talk her down. 
She's like, let's go to the hotel that where she came from. He's like, no, let's go to my house. She says he was showing his guns off and stuff, and he said he was a sharpshooter. And uh guy's 43, by the way, and the girl looked like fucking 10 years old, not even 60. Yeah. She's like, ugh. So she's in the bedroom with him. She says she doesn't want to have sex. So she's like, can I go to sleep? And the guy's like, yeah, that's cool. So then the guy, she claims the guy tried to like violently grab her pussy, but she basically executed the guy. She claimed she thought he was going to shoot her. The guy, when they found him, his hands were clasped together. And an expert's like, he was definitely asleep. They're like, you don't I like- mean, that's a tough one where it's like, I don't know, what's that guy out there picking up girls? No, like it's tough because you're like, is- you know, like that guy's clearly not great at the end of the day. But then she robbed like all his shit, stole his car, but claimed like <laughs> she was in danger. And then, like, if you look online, they didn't talk about this at all because it didn't fit the narrative. But, like, inmates say that she would brag. Like, I, I, I killed that guy in the thing, in the trial. She called her, mo- her mother and said, I executed him. What do you think they're going to do to me? And it's like, you can't really go with the self-defense when you're talking yeah. like that. It's, it's hard. It's tough because she obviously did change. But you're like, eh, it's like, it's like also, a bit of a gray she was, area. She, when did she run away from home? She was. This all happened when she was sixteen. She got out when she was like thirty-two. I want to say. And then you imagine you're being pimped around. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's tough. No, and like a fucking they, kid. They brought up her mom. Her tough. biological mom drank all through the pregnancy, so they brought up like that may have affected her behavior. Like this is all this stuff. But you're like, it is. You're like, wow, this is cra- like it's it's crazy to. Uh, yeah, to I see heard it. that. That. I heard it was. I mean, it's again. Tiger King also left out a lot of fucking. No, any. But then, you know, then you watch that though, and I'm like, man, because I, I guess, and they left out. I guess because online too, it said after she committed the crime, they did like a mental evaluation on her, and she was in a hospital, and she uh, something happened between her and a nurse, and she flipped out, got in the nurse's face, and said, "I oh. shot somebody three times. What do you think I'm going to do to you?" Oh shit! And it's like, I mean, the problem there is like, what do you? I mean, she should probably be in some sort of psychiatric ward or something for a while. She married a guy like a a music producer while in prison. They didn't even touch on what? it in the documentary. Yeah, married like a successful guy. I, it's, he does like gospel stuff, like R and B. She's a I mean, big, that's a, she's big into Christianity now. A, I mean, I guess documentaries have always been like this, but I mean, like even with Tiger King. It's like, do we want to tell the whole truth or do we want to tell a hilarious watered down truth? Yeah, they give you, you know? snippets. And, the, you know, and, also, like, like, and to make a story, you can't tell the full, you know, like the full story because it's too much. And also, you want people to be like, this could either be a really sad, depressing, more niche thing, or it could be a, a thing where everybody can enjoy and laugh at this moron. So I'm watching this and like Rihanna gets behind it. And obviously, Kim Carter, all these celebrities start championing her. And then, so she does finally get out. But I'm like, Das Man, like they were yeah. arguing that she had fetal alcohol, alcohol syndrome, which they're like, that makes you almost basically kind of like you're mentally retarded. And I was like, Das Man was blatantly coerced. Like, I was like, how does this guy not have a case? Like, what aren't we hearing? She's, she's smarter than the Das Man, right? Dude, she Just gets talking? fucking two degrees from college in prison. The Das Man barely got his GED. <laughs> Yeah, this a guy who was a, a prosecutor against her. Unbeknownst to him, he was teaching a class in the prison, and then he saw her name, and he was like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "I." He went against her in court, and argued that they not make it more lenient for her to get out. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh my god!" And then he's like, "I was just blown away, like with what, like how intelligent she was, like how nice, she, like all this stuff." So then he went to her. 
hear her parole hearing to get her out. Yeah, why is nobody, I mean, as much attention as the Das Man's case got, there's something that we're not hearing here because they've tried multiple times to get it appealed and everybody, but you know what you need? You need like a Leonardo DiCaprio to be like pro Das Man. Well, that's then, what that's what helped this. Like Rihanna was, it just it went crazy. Didn't like, Kim Kardashian got her out? Yeah, I think helped. Yeah, they didn't bring her up, but they brought up Rihanna was like retweeting it and like tweeting about her and it just like went um, crazy. Yeah, you need like a big, you need DiCaprio to be there to pick up the Das Man after he gets out of jail. And then they drive off in the sunset together, and then the Das Man rips a huge fart. And he's like, oh, dude, you're, you're a terrible fucking idiot. If Fieri wants to, you know, you want to do good work, get the Das Man out. You want your name out there. Dude, that would be the worst pairing. <laughs> das Man and Fieri? Oh. I'm taking him to every triple D spot. He's going to eat as much as he wants. I left him alone with Ryder, and guess what happened? He ended up killing him. Here's Bert's intro for the Das Man's episode. This guy's so smart. I'm obsessed with his <laughs> with the letters. I'm obsessed with his show. <laughs> he writes some of the best letters I've ever seen. This guy is, I, I dare I say, a fashion icon. His knowledge of Japanese anime in manga magazines is unbelievable. This guy knows more about WrestleMania than any man alive. <laughs> I am obsessed with how much he loves mess- WrestleMania. <laughs> oh. Hunter, Hunter, big fan of Bert. Loves what him. if uh, what if the Das Man got out and he's like, oh, I got so much pussy in prison. <laughs> he just wants to cuddle. I just want to cuddle a little bit, Mom. She walked up to me. She was a pro. And I was like, what are you doing? Drugging and rolling? <laughs> Idiots from Wisconsin? And she was like, I don't need drugs. So then Brandon. she knew I was on the level. Brandon, she's a prostitute. Yeah, she's a working lady. I'm not accepting her as your wife. Uh, wh- hold on now, Barb. Let's get a good look. <laughs> Scott thinks I should marry her. <laughs> Brandon, your brother wants to meet this wife of yours. He uh, has been Googling some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> how to crush a woman's head with a tire? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bobby, get in here. Your your father Peter's here. Oh uh, man, Barb, since I left and we divorced, I've gotten so much pussy. <laughs> the guy was getting so much pussy. And is that a T-shirt you can buy in Costa Rica? I got so much pussy in Costa Rican prison. That all I want to do is cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'd be cool. I'm still sore from being That'd down be in great Costa shirt. Rican prison. <laughs> that would be a great shirt. I got so much pussy in Costa Rican prison that all I want to do is cuddle. <laughs> For money. I want to pay a cuddler. What a fucking scumbag. McAfee. Yeah, How much do his they're neighbors all... hate him? I think he lives in, uh, where does he live? Pittsburgh or something? Does he? I thought he was in Texas. Or is he oh, is it? Te- I don't know. Some I random place. I don't know. Like if you live with there. next to him and his fucking lady, like imagine the weird shit they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I know what he described it in Gringo. <laughs> Seems like there's just one thing that he's really into, and that's it. Duty. He's a duty player. Yeah. Welcome Ugh. to the Duty Players Club. <laughs> Starring John McAfee. Ugh. By the way, this is all allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Had he been on the show, we could have asked him about it, but apparently we're not. We're not big enough, and we're not good enough to uh, interview this scumbag piece of shit. Um, it'd be like, hey, John, just between us, everything's off right now. How much do you love Little Duty Play? 
John, we've both been to Costa Rican prison and the pussy. Let's talk about how good is it? Oh, uh, er, wait, McAfee and Earl should get together. Oh, <laughs> pussy was so thick. <laughs> oh, be cool, McAfee. I'm, I'm a Norton antivirus guy. Uh, McAfee's just, not my life anymore. Don't you just love it? When you lay in that hammock and they just let the pussy come through the hole. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm going to throw up. I saw Big Earl did a tweet shitting on Michael Jordan. His wife's only, what, 15 years younger? <laughs> He's like, that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was making... You, you couldn't do 20 or 30, Mike? Come Greatest on. ever? I don't think so. I'm 42 years younger, older than uh, <laughs> That'd be great if he was younger. He's like 97. <laughs> I only do the extremes. Well, he did Patty Please. He's like 70 years old now. We need to do a doc on, on Big Earl's Cake. He loses his mind and he goes to an island like uh, off, of the, off South Carolina. Dude, I want Earl Holtzman and Skakel to go on a road trip. <laughs> Wait, Earl and Skakel? <laughs> Earl. Oh, yeah. I mean, Holtzman, Little, and Skakel. <laughs> that would be. Somebody would end up dead. That is for sure. Or, or something. One of them would end up walking home from, like, Yosemite. <laughs> Someone's ending either dead or in prison or both. Uh, Three of them. I got I got so much pussy at Sweet Cheeks <laughs> that I had to stop going there. I had to stop getting shaved over there. I brought Lois there. They shaved her asshole. <laughs> all right. Let's Big bust girl. out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Getting all hot and sweaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to podcast in person. It's a small. Sounds like a small th- thing, but, it's, uh, you know, remote gonna, podcast. I want Rogan to get me one of those tests. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, tweeting, I've been texting him nonstop. He hasn't returned them yet. Dude, they have everybody on now because like there's no one to go on. So he has all these random people. Probably. Like who? What? Like Feng Chao? No, not that low. But <laughs> he had, no, he had like Jesse May Peluso and like some uh, just a bunch of randos. There may be people too who are just like I, you know, I don't want to come on at this. Oh, point. I'm sure, like big name. Well, you know, other a lot of people fly in. Yeah. So. You know, he'll Skype in, but Jesus, how long, how many times do you Skype in? Does he do, what's he do? Still doing like three or four shows a week? Uh, I feel like it may, I feel like sometimes he was doing two in a day, which I don't know how the fuck, I'll give him that, man. How the fuck can you do that? But he pulls it off. But yeah, no, um, I think he's just doing a co- like three a week maybe, but sometimes he do like five a week. Is he doing UFC 249? All, all Dana just keeps saying he's doing it, but then like he says, like I've heard he says he's not doing it. I think he might do it. He said he's on the fence, but uh, either way, I'm looking at these cards, and I'm like, eh. I'd rather you just put together a good card with a lot. Dude, I'm telling you, man, without that audience, it is fucking weird. Yeah. Is Florida, though, aren't they going to have the audience or no? I thought they were doing no audience. I saw they're, uh, they're, getting, they're selling UFC. Uh, maybe they are. They're selling UFC masks if you want to cover your nose and mouth. I was like, come on, Dana, what are you doing? I mean, they're hurting. I mean, they're the uh, William Morris Endeavor, just their fucking credit rating just went down pretty low. I think they're hemorrhaging money because, you know, there was that writer's deal where um, writers fired all their agents. So there's no more packaging deals, which is where all the, the agencies made all their money. And so that, once that happened, like where the fuck was their money coming from? 
Yeah, yeah, it's, he's getting more desperate. That he's doing this fucking stupid fight island. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Just work on Khabib versus fuck it, or Habib versus Ferguson. Well, now he's if, saying, "I'd love to book Khabib versus Connor." Connor wants it so bad. It's like, dude, stop, stop it, dude. Also, I got news for you. Stop handing out interim belts. Habib isn't injured. He's the fucking champion. He just fought like a year ago. Like, what are you talking about? Do they have a factory that's just churn? Like, how many fucking belts do they have in circulation? Like, a hundred? Dude, it it starts to mean nothing. When these guys are now Gaethje versus Ferguson, why don't they just do a title eliminator? Why does there have to be a belt involved? Yeah, what happened to number one contenders? I don't get this interim bullshit. Habib's not injured. He just can't get to the U.S. Although, haven't you ever dated someone and they're like, you're my interim boyfriend until my yeah. other boyfriend comes back? She's like, don't worry. Uh, here's the belt. <laughs> you got here, the wear belt, this baby. belt buckle. And they got they made that stupid bad motherfucker. But you're like, what is it? They're, they're, laying, they're like marketing. T- I don't know if it's their marketing or if it's just Dana is like allowed to do whatever he wants with no one saying anything. But it's, it's getting like cornier and cornier as it goes on. You don't need the theatrics of uh, wrestling. That's you can why tell he's on, he's on Vince McMahon's jock. You can tell he loves him. But, I mean, wrestling exists so that, that it, it can do what it does. UFC exists so it can do what it does. The two should not meet. When where it fails is when it feels contrived. Like when people in boxing do lame, you're like, that just doesn't feel authentic. It feels stupid. Yeah, and that's like what if, it, if you're really is. that guy, like if you're a guy who does talk shit, then that's fine. But if you're a guy who's like, I'm going to do this character, and then you admit you're a character when you offend people, you're like, this is stupid. So Connor gets whipped as a contender, then doesn't fight at 55 again, fights Cerrone, who is a great uh, fucking legend, but he is, he's getting older, man. Like, he did you see what he said? He did an interview with Ariel Hawani the other yeah. day. People were like shitting on him. I was like, dude, did I thought Chael Sonnen actually did the best job of explaining it, where he was like, dude, we all feel like you guys act like this is some like how dare he it's like nobody wants to go out there and fucking fight like well, it's and a like everyone situation has, no matter what you do everyone has an off day and so when you have an off day in that yeah. you get your ass kicked that's like just you know and that's they're like you can't have an off day but everyone has an off day and also dude you don't know what day like that's a lot of fucking stress you're a main event guy you're coming out there like maybe some you know you got to deal with personal problems on top of just fucking the aches and pains of all the training. Like, dude, it's a lot to fucking digest. Now you got to perform in front of people. He said in training, he's like, I, you know, it was the first time I felt like, you know, like my age is catching up. I felt slower. Like, that's it, hard. It's tough. Biggest fight you were like, like, hey, you should have told us before we paid. Se-. It was like, I, dude, it's not I, his job. It's like, the guy's being honest. He doesn't know. He has no control. And some people are like, this guy needs to go to a shrink. It's like, really? Because you've never had a bad day? When he's like, Dude, almost 40 years job. old. What's the shrink going to tell him, man? Hey, you're not 25. Like, what is, that, what, what is the guy going to say? Dude, he has some records that will never be broken in the UFC. Like, so you're going to tell me a guy who's an elite-level fighter needs to go see a shrink because he's like, some days I'm scared and I don't want to do it. You're talking about life-threatening shit here. Like, these guys could... Somebody could die. GSP just, like, he constantly talks about how every fight he, like, did not... Like, almost, like, didn't... Like, couldn't physically go out to do it. It's funny. I've heard crazy stories of, like, just, like, lower-level guys. There was a guy who ran out of a fucking... Like, a minute before the fight, ran out. Ran out of the fucking place where they're having the fight. Because he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. 
Yeah, it's people like a fight or the flight. Fuck out. Must have been like, I'm out of here, man. Fuck this. People freaking the fuck out, just going. I, you don't realize. I got a tiny, tiny taste of it for that, and I'm telling you, man, it's like it's nothing that you've experienced. You're like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking weird. This is very weird. Yeah, and then you know, like obviously, like you people who depend on you, you're supporting family, met you know, you you have a team. Like it's, it's so much pressure. Also, people go out there and think, like, why don't you just fucking swing? It's like, dude, really? Tyrone Woodley? You mean the champion? Why didn't he throw any punches against uh, Usman? Well, maybe because it's not that fucking easy. Well, and there's like, stylistics. You freeze you know? up. There's, like, different styles that yeah. you have to account for. Like, you're like, Sometimes it's not- you- you can't pull the fucking trigger, dude. Sometimes I think everybody thinks that they would go in there. It's like little talks. Man, I'd just throw the jab. You wouldn't do shit if you got in there, dude. He always on. says, can I throw kicks? <laughs> it's like, do you know how to throw kicks? Also, dude, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, a very, uh, it's a very weird thing to be like, why don't you just do this? Or why don't you just do that? I'd almost rather a guy be like Cerrone than like a Connor, which I'll say I'm coming around. Connor's doing a lot of very charitable stuff. Uh, I know. That's, I, I hate it because I'm like, oh, he seems like kind of a good guy. Yeah, you're like, Jesus, this guy's really gone to the, the other side. But I'd rather Donnie admit than like Connor, who after the fight will admit stuff, but then the next day be like, yeah, I kicked his... And it's like, dude, you didn't. Like, but we've owned you. Ultimately, doesn't that make everybody feel better when you're like, even this guy, this high-level fucking dude, this guy has a bad day. Doesn't that make you go, well, then if I have a bad day, yeah, it's just like everybody. When like it, it makes, makes it more human. of a, an interesting watch because you're like, you never know what's going to happen, you know? Like Anderson Silva can have a bad and The best guys can have bad days. Yeah. It's no, not predictable. Like, like, who wants to watch something that's, like, easily predictable? It's boring. It's also like that uh, old Nike commercial from Jordan where he's like, what do you say? I missed 9,000 baskets. I missed uh, 26 buzzer beater shots. I mi- I lost like 300 fucking games, and then the but end I says, just kept but going. I, and then the end said, "But I got so much pussy in Costa Rican prison." <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it on that. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay safe out there, and uh, if you're going to be in Costa Rica, you may want to get locked up. Just saying. yeah, check out Beach Cops too. Yeah, Beach Ooh, Cops is yeah. uh, it's hitting a whole new level these days. Check it out. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. bye, everybody. Take care.